So, John, what's the craziest thing you've done in Sweden? Uh, Skaja Beretta Pode Posvenska. I, I knew you were going to do this. Uh-huh. Let's move past this. You speak Swedish. Well done. Yeah, you can just say a non som helst and du ska beretta ingenting din fette idiot. See, I was, I was thinking that you were making that up, that it sounded like a made-up language, but then I definitely <laughs> heard the word idiot at the end. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I'm just, you know. Do you have an answer for me? Or? The craziest thing I've ever done in Sweden, apart from go to Sweden in the midwinter and <laughs> learn the Swedish language that nobody needs to learn because every Swede speaks English perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it then? Probably, you, you, you yeah. You learn Swedish. Yeah, the craziest thing I ever did in Sweden was learn Swedish because it is a fool's errand because <laughs> everybody speaks perfect English. When you try and speak Swedish to Swedish people, they just switch straight to English. It's a waste of everyone's time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at least I get to covertly insult you and you'll never know what I said. So. You called me an idiot. What else did I say? You'll never know. <sighs> Damn it. Welcome, everybody, to Beyond the Box Set, the podcast where today we are pitching prequels, sequels, and spin-offs to Midsummer. Skull. Skull. Yeah. And, uh, you know that one. Everyone knows that one. Cheers. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll also be pitching some drinking games and hearing from our listeners with the submissions they've posted on Facebook and Twitter. But first, we're going to talk about some of our favourite moments and give a bit of a plot summary. I'm Harry, the host with the most crazy family. Yeah, there were definitely elements of this film that reminded me of times I've spent with your family. 100%. No. <laughs> Come on. That's not what I meant, but okay. Wow, harsh. Well, great outdoors, lots of loose-fitting clothing. It all, it all connects. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beards. Yeah. And joining me as always, the host who's most likely to recruit you into an incestuous Swedish murder cult is John Lucas. I've been trying for three years. It's going to happen one day, Harry. <laughs> Um, so yeah, yeah, midsummer. What do you midsummer, think? Of, yeah. What do you think of this? So this came out. Was it last year? Yes, it did. Quite a recent one for us. Yeah, mm. we, we've actually already reviewed it on the bonus show. So if you are a Patreon, you'll already have our initial reactions from last year. We did our review of it, mm-hmm. but uh, we thought we'd revisit. Well, you thought we'd revisit. Yeah. And yeah, no, I had fun revisiting this one. Yeah, me too. I actually. This was on my list to rewatch anyway. That's part yeah. of the reason why I chose it. Just sure. I was trying to find the time to get around to watching it again. Sure. I really enjoyed. The second viewing as well. Like, mm. I really, because I wasn't sure. I actually rewatched this and Hereditary this week, just because yeah. I was in the mood. You put, you put me in an Ari Aster mood. Mm-hmm. And both I really enjoyed going back to. Because mm. I I did think, hmm, once you get past the surprise element, like mm-hmm. the what the fuck. Yeah. Because both of the films have some very surprising moments. I'd say this one more so. Isn't it? Well, I think... The, the, the other one definitely has them and they're big, but mm. I'd say this one has more of like, you don't really know what's going. You don't You don't know what's... Uh, around the next corner in this and there's a lot of corners maybe i would say that with hereditary we literally had no idea because we didn't know what the director's style was or anything like, that yeah you know I, I found hereditary more like what is going on where is this going like mm. i have no idea what direction this is going to take mm-hmm. whereas by the time we got to this one as much as there were lots of really cool crazy things happening mm-hmm. i think i had the measure of like what he does i was like oh okay yeah this is what i can expect from this guy just just madness yeah, yeah. So I, I think Hereditary is more surprising, but mm-hmm. I might like this one. I like them both. I think they're both great films. And mm. yeah, the surprise element removed, the films are still really, really watchable and enjoyable. Mm. 
yeah, I was really pleasantly surprised by that, that I wasn't just like, oh, well, I know what's going to happen. Now it's just boring. Like, yeah, yeah. It was actually, it holds up. They both hold up very, very well. And they're funny. Mm. I think the yeah, comedy I've, hit me I've, more the I've, second I've, time I've, for I've, both of them. Yeah, I really do forget about that. Yeah. Hereditary is hilarious it at times. It really is. And it's also shocking and, you know, crazy and yeah. obsessing, but it's... I think this one's got less humour to it. But it certainly has its moments. Mm, yeah. yeah. There's definitely funny moments in this film that are deliberately comedy moments as well. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What time is it? It's 9pm. What do you mean? What do you mean? That can't be right. The sky is blue. It's fine. It's Sweden. That's not fine. Why is it like that? It's okay, Mark. It's the midnight sun. That feels wrong. I don't like that. Promise you it's okay. I'm not okay. All right, shall I do a plot summary or? Sure. I mean, you don't need to go scene for scene because this is like three hours long. It's long, isn't it? It's long. I actually watched the extended cut for this week, which is. extended cut? Yeah, it's on Blu ray. It adds an additional 25 minutes. 25 minutes? That's Mm -hmm. long for an extended cut. I was worried because I thought, oh, is this going to be like the Donnie Darko extended cut where it's Mm. just like it ruins the film? Mm -hmm. Because like Donnie Darko is a really like cool, interesting film about like time travel and stuff. But it's quite. It's like this in the sense that it's quite vague about what's really going on. In the original cut, and that's good. It's kind of interesting and intriguing. The extended yeah, the, vague, cut, the vagueness really works. Yeah, the, in, the extended cut of Donnie Darko is just like, here's me explaining everything that's happening, and it just uh, makes it incredibly boring and yeah, just takes everything away. That's not what I'm there yeah, for. Yeah, this, the Midsommar extended cut did not do that. It yeah. just added more scenes, mm-hmm. uh, which mostly I enjoyed. Most mm-hmm. of the time, I didn't notice that they were added scenes, which mm. I think is a good thing because it wasn't like, oh, this is a new thing that changes the whole. Mm-hmm. It was just giving you a bit more depth. And yeah. I'll, I'll flag up some memorable extended scenes when mm-hmm. we get to the moments in the plot summary. But, yeah, sure. but you go ahead. But you, I, I, I don't wa- feel like doing every scene. Just, yeah, I'll, I'll just whiz through. Yeah. <laughs> I, I watched another extended uh, cut recently. I watched The Martian extended. Oh, yeah. How much is, of that is there extra? Uh, about 15 minutes, I think. Okay. Maybe. I'm not, I'm not fully sure. It doesn't add much. Hmm. The main scene that I remember is that right before he gets in that rocket at the end, he inflates the tent. Okay. Strips off. And so you see the uh, the the thin stand-in for Matt Damon. Oh, you get very okay. thin at that point. Oh right, yeah. Um, I thought you meant, I thought you were referring to his penis for a second. Then, well, no, no <laughs> the uh, thin stand. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, you're a euphemism. <laughs> you see the thin stand-in. <laughs> was it standing? <laughs> well, it wasn't thin. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yes, and uh, and then he just takes a poo. Oh wow! Okay. And, and and that's that's all that scene is. I but, can't but, imagine but, but, why they would cut that. But yeah. it's it's quite a long scene, and he buries it with a little note that says, "Sorry, I I don't know why." He, I, I guess it's accurate that he would have had to take a shit before yeah. he went on a flight like that. But yeah, yeah, maybe we don't need to see that. No. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason these things don't get shown in films. No. Yes, I, I don't think I needed to see Matt Damon drop a load. No. Not I mean, you don't actually see him squatting and doing it, but... Oh, just before and after. Yeah. Even so. Yeah. That's it's, fine. Yeah, it, it doesn't That's happen. fine for the deleted scenes. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Hereditary. Yes. So... No! Midsummer. Midsummer, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's see. This one stars uh, Florence Pugh. Yes. In what, for me, was her first role. Obviously not her first role, but like... It's the first Definitely time a breakout, her. yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, I've not seen all her roles, but this one is definitely the best I've ever, see, ever seen her do. Better than Little Women? Mm, doesn't take much. Mm-hmm. This, I, like, looking at it in hindsight, and I forget if I said anything at the time, 
um, of either the film or the Oscars, but this was this was robbed. Well, Hereditary was as well. Mm, like th- yeah. the Oscars just doesn't go for these kind of films because it's full of old people. <laughs> you know, mm. just, they'd much rather do just like a gentle drama about racism and how everyone's fine now, like you know, or like or like Little Women, like you know, yeah. Florence Pugh did this and did Little Women, and I, you know, I loved Little Women much mm. more than you did, but I agree this this is by far more for Florence Pugh mm. deserving of an Oscar. She's amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, the film is sold on her performance. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, there's, yeah, there are other elements to this film, but like, if she was bad in this... It wouldn't work. The film would be bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. all on her shoulders, yeah. Yeah, and it's just outstanding what she does, because she's given such a range of emotion yeah. to, to act in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. she has a boyfriend, and her boyfriend is thinking about dumping her. Yes. Um, we initially see... Her calling him, just saying like, oh, I just had a bit of an alarming email from my sister. Mm-hmm. You see the email. Yeah. And she's like, I've had it this time. I'm going and I'm taking mom and dad with me. Yeah. And the sister is bipolar yeah. and depressed. And so the boyfriend's argument is that, well, she does this all the time. Mm. It's attention seeking. Yeah. And I mean, it's really relatable, this initial scene, because like if anyone has had friends who have like mental health, you know, mm. even not like close friends, but just like Facebook. Like if you know you, people now, especially because the social media, they mm-hmm. can people will post stuff and if that's what they need to do absolutely but like yeah you can see people who really playing out their mental health problems mm. online and you you never and sometimes it is like should i step in should i not is this and mm. it, it is and, it's and, a, and, and sometimes it's all the time exactly and you and, can't and, and, possibly and, 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 and you gotta think like well is this all the time is this just attention seeking mm. but like you know this is a case where like no you need to treat this as though every single time is real exactly yeah because you take your like your What's the, what's, what's the phrase? I'm going to say you take your foot off the pedal. That's not the right thing. You Eye say, off the ball? You take the off the ball? Yeah, sure. Or your finger off the pulse. Yeah, for sure. One, for one second. And this is the example where it all goes as wrong as it could possibly go. Yeah. So yeah, she has this phone call with her boyfriend just explaining this is what's happening. And he's being like, no, I don't, you don't need to worry about it. It's mm. fine. It's what she does. She's yeah. attention seeker. Yeah. And it's you just, make it also... He says his first of many like douchebag mm. statements. He's like, you make this worse by encouraging her. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. like, you are, by giving her leeway, but by taking her seriously, you are encouraging her to behave this way. So it, it immediately yeah. puts her in the, you know, on the defensive. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a conversation that basically just spells out bad boyfriend, bad boyfriend, yeah. bad boyfriend. That was it. The first time I watched this, I remember leaving the cinema and thinking, oh, yeah, that, that's it. that was kind of an even-handed thing because he was he was kind of a crap boyfriend, but also he was stuck in this relationship. And maybe, you know, I can maybe you can sympathize with that. Maybe mm. it's not his fault that she was having all these problems when he was just trying to find a nice, a good mm-hmm. time to break it with her. Mm. This time I was like, no, he's a dick. Yeah. He's awful. Yeah. Yeah. No, he he tries to break up or he's going to break up with her for entirely selfish reasons. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, it's always selfish to break up with someone, but well, and that's not a bad thing. It's, you, know, you have to look. But but the fact that he doesn't just cut the cord, the way mm. he strings her along is and gaslights her in this film mm. is just horrendous. So, yeah, 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 yeah. And then we cut to to him. He he's in the bar with two of his friends, mm-hmm. um, who, well, one of them, uh, you know, I don't I don't I don't get his name, but the black guy. Oh, Chidi from The Good Place. Oh yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, so he's in it, and he seems to be the one who's not a complete dickhead. No, well, he just seems like he doesn't care about their relationship problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just interested in Swedish cults. Yeah. That's his whole vibe. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then there's the other guy who is the biggest dickhead of the movie. Yeah. And he Will was, Poulter. Yeah, and he played this really well. Well, I think he's 
doomed to only ever play villainous characters. Mm, like he's got yeah. the he's got the eyebrows of villainy. Yeah, he's never going to be like a romantic lead because he was in that film, that uber depressing film Detroit that we saw as well as oh, like was, a racist he? cop. Yeah. And he was in Bandersnatch. Yeah, well, was he sympathetic in Bandersnatch? Was he like the hero? He, he wasn't the hero, or the, like the protagonist. Yeah, he, he wasn't the main character. Oh, then um, no, okay. The main character was the guy from Dunkirk. Oh yes, okay. um, but uh, I mean, he still wasn't like super friendly character like yeah. he, he 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 has a type yeah he's always going to play someone with like yeah arsehole energy yeah, yeah yeah and this was the peak of that yeah i'd say <laughs> i felt like his character in this film was going through some stuff that he wasn't yeah. ready to address <laughs> <laughs> he was yeah. clearly madly in love with christian the boyfriend because mm-hmm. he got so angry whenever he wanted to spend time with the girlfriend he just he <laughs> resents florence Pugh so much and yeah. it's like it's way beyond like bros before hoes he mm. like actively hates her mm-hmm. and is like you need to break up with this person right now and yeah. sleep with me like yeah. it just felt it really felt like he wasn't ready to address that he was just clearly in love with christian like in mm. your head is everybody gay yes yes yeah. must, 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 must be a nice place yeah it's a lovely place yeah but come on this guy <laughs> Also, he was he was that thing of being like really overcompensating for like his heterosexuality. Mm, yeah, just always yeah. like, oh, I want to get laid by that Swedish girl. Oh, she's so hot! Like he was acting like a fifteen-year-old, and the characters I think are supposed to be like mid to late twenties. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was that combined with being weirdly possessive over Christian, the boyfriend, mm-hmm. just made me think, yeah, there's issues and boundaries and secrets here that he's not quite really dug into yet. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure, sure. Um, That's my s- fan theory, anyway. You said not to go through every scene. I'm, I'm barely into the intro. I know, but once we get to, <laughs> I think once we get to Midsummer, you yeah, can probably yeah, skim yeah. over a lot. It's so. just more sort of like, and then this, this is happens, and then this happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, I think then Christian gets a call from uh, Florence Pugh. Danny. She's called Danny. She's called Florence Pugh. She's called Florence Pugh. Sure. He gets a call from her, and she's just crying down the phone. And then we see firemen entering a house. Mm-hmm. Through the garage, there's two cars that are on in the garage and they're both piped up with pipes going into the house. Mm. And the sister has committed suicide and also killed the parents in the same move. Yes. So now Florence Pugh has no family. They've, they're all dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and then the credits roll. Yeah. It's like opening credits. Like, this is Midsommar. It's like, great. Yeah, it is, it, it, it is a rough start. It is. It's harsh. Yeah. Also, that scene in particular is like, well, there's a certain type of like uber female grief that this director really likes to show because mm-hmm. the scene where she finds out about her family it's very similar to the scene where tony collette finds out her daughter mm. well where tony collette finds her daughter's decapitated corpse yeah which is probably <laughs> well certainly a lot more upsetting but mm. like it's basically the same scene it's just florence Pugh like on the floor just like no why just like mm. screaming with grief like mm. which sure but i was like well that this director seems to like this yeah <laughs> this scene that's yeah I'm really interested to see what he does next. Same, same. Although I've heard it's going to be over four hours long, which is like... Eh. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, anyway, that's fun of a podcast. Yeah. And so then, ooh, I, th- I think after this point, uh, we cut to Christian talking to the guys, and they're just all uh, hanging out in one of their houses. Well, he's planning to go to Sweden. They've, yeah. got, th- they've yeah, got this yeah. plan to go to Sweden. Yeah, it's a big festival thing. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, to be fair... Oh, I forgot about the other the, the other friend, the actual Swedish friend. The Swedish friend, friend yeah. Um, who's invited them all to this festival... They all seem to be under the impression that it's just like a big, like it's Coachella yeah, or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also nobody's surprised when it's not. No, I think they know what they're doing. Okay. Well, I don't think they obviously know exactly what's going to happen. Well, yeah. But they know that they're going to go to this weird Swedish like 
pagan festival thing. Mm. But the idea is that the boyfriend who's still with Florence Pugh, it's been like a few Mm. months, there's been some kind of time jump, but he's not found a way to dump her. But he's still treating her like shit and gaslighting her all Mm -hmm. the time. And he doesn't tell her that he's planning to go to Sweden. Mm. And I think he's half hoping he can just like slip away and then they'll be like, oh, by the way, I'm in Sweden. See you in a month. Bye. Mm. But they're at a party together mm-hmm. and they're talking about Sweden and that's the first time she hears that he's definitely already got a ticket to go yeah and she's understandably quite pissed off she's like why would you not have told me about this mm-hmm. and they have this whole fight and he gaslights her again which is what he always does mm-hmm. and then rather than just be honest with her and be like look I want out of this relationship mm. he says well I was going to invite you too but now you've ruined it mm. like, he's such a dick <laughs> <laughs> so he kind of half-heartedly invites her mm. just to avoid a conflict basically mm-hmm. and she because she's desperate to keep the relationship together and she's very fragile at this moment mm-hmm. she agrees to go yeah and then he says to his bro friends which is the scene i think you're talking about mm. he says well look i've, I've invited her but she's not really going to come mm. but then she does yeah yeah and repressed gay eyebrows is pissed <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um i invited danny to come to sweden so you guys know. She's not actually going to come, but I invited her just to not make it weird. You invited her mm-hmm. to... But she's not coming. She doesn't want to? I invited her, and she accepted, but she's not actually coming this week. Okay. Guys, you know what she's been going through. Yeah, no, dude, I just, I, I uh, thought you were saying. Yeah, dude, nobody minds. Thought you were saying something else, that's all. Okay, that's great. And then just so we're clear, you guys told me to invite her and you all know that she's coming. Agreed? Yep. Yeah, so then they get there, they have to drive for ages to get there, and they seem pissed off about that. It's like, mm-hmm. you know what you signed up for? Yeah. <laughs> this happened a lot through the film, actually, mainly with, I think his name was Mark, actually, the eyebrows guy. Yeah. He just always seems to be quite annoyed at what's going on. Yeah. And just like, well, this is what you signed up for. This is this is what it was. I was never clear entirely what he thought was going to happen, actually, because yeah. Chidi from a good place, he stood, he's literally studying this for his PhD. Yeah. Pele the Swede is his family, and yeah. we later find out he's, you know, got ulterior motives. Yeah. Christian is also studying the same thing because yeah. he also decides to do it for his PhD later on. Yeah. I never understood what Mark was there for. He Christian. didn't seem to be studying anything. Yeah, for Christian. Yeah, I he's just following. Yeah, that's probably why he's so pissed that Florence Pugh is like, well, while the girlfriend's away, I'll, I'll make my move. But yeah, so. yeah. 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 So basically, that's why he's pissed off. But, mm. yeah. yeah, they get there and the first thing they do is they all get high. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but a bit, a bit strange and I didn't really well, know that's what I, I this, that, That's what people do, you know. Not us, but people. Yeah. yeah, but like set your tents up or whatever first. Yes, that's fair. They still had all their bags on. True. Well, they weren't sleeping in tents, though, were they? They were no, expecting to stay in yeah, the community. Like, but before I start settling down to, I mean, I've only got high once and it wasn't a good time. <laughs> but like at least I knew where I was going to sleep that night. Sure. I, I After a long day's traveling, you want to finish traveling before you start settling in. No, I agree. But, you know, these guys have different priorities. So Yeah, clearly. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, they, they, they get high. It's weird. It's a really good effect visually on screen. Well, this is where we learn about the fact that this town they've gone to in northernmost Sweden, mm-hmm. in Horga, um, in Helsingland, mm-hmm. it's daylight for like 23 hours a day. Like there's yeah. almost no, at this time of year. So there was almost mm-hmm. no sunset, basically. Much like in Insomnia last week. Yeah. And obviously, while obviously them being high, this freaks them out mm-hmm. a lot. And then Florence Pugh in particular, because she's also 
really trying to hold it together. And there's another horrible boyfriend scene where she's like, mm. you know what? I'm, I don't think I really... No, she's sensible. She's got the mm. exact state of mind that you just mentioned mm-hmm. about you'd want to put your tent up first. She's like, yeah. you know what? I want to get my bearings before I take, you know, psychotropic drugs. Yeah. And then the boyfriend's just like, well, but then we'd be, we'd be getting high at different times and, you know, mm. it's kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. And then so she just... Because she's so desperate to not upset him in any way. She's like, oh no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'll, mm. I'll do it. Yeah. And so she gets high with them and then she has a bad reaction. She's having lots of flashbacks to her sister. Mm-hmm. She's in unfamiliar territory. Like you're right. That is the worst. Like the, mm. getting high in general can is put you in a vulnerable position mm-hmm. to be in completely unfamiliar circumstances and be in the depths of trauma. Like, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. Not a good combination for getting high. No. So yeah, they have a bad trip. She sleeps it off, wakes up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, well, it's kind of morning. I don't know. It's some yeah, bit. she sleeps through the next day. Well, yeah. Day or night deliberately is unclear because the film is all in daylight. Yes. Which is very unnerving. Which is fantastic because you think horror movies, mm. you think, you know, shadows and nighttime and mm. all that, but and full moons. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, because it's all in like the most blaring daylight. Mm-hmm. It's great. Like it's, it's so, it's genuinely unsettling because it's yeah. not what you expect. Yeah. yeah. I like the effect of it all being daylight because it mm. just, it brings this air of, like inescapability. Yeah, exactly. There's just nowhere to get away from it. Yeah, which was really good. Mm. Yeah. So the next morning, they uh, they they wake up from their trip and they all go to the main site, mm-hmm. really, and then we get introduced to everything, and it's all very bright and colourful, and um, there's loads of people on the field all wearing white robes. Yeah, everyone basically looks like Jeremy Corbyn in this. <laughs> <laughs> it's all lots of like white and beards, and like yeah. everyone's like back to nature and pagan and. Like, mm-hmm welcoming and yeah mm-hmm. and very swedish yeah. very swedish yeah yeah um for a while i thought i needed subtitles on but no there's just mm-hmm. a lot of swedish which you're just not supposed to understand unless you speak swedish well that's funny yeah because if you they don't bother to subtitle the swedish probably deliberately to kind of throw you off but they, they, it, they do for some bits yeah if it's yeah. important dialogue but for the most part they just let it happen and mm. it's like most of it is just incidental i didn't pick up on any like hidden messages that only swedish speakers would understand mm-hmm. it was mostly just incidental dialogue but it is interesting to watch it also speaking swedish it yeah adds a little extra layer of you know mm-hmm. understanding the conversations that happen but mm-hmm. yeah yeah so they arrive at the camp mm-hmm. and then they meet up with an english couple because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. there's pele's brother has brought an english couple yeah so that means there were six five six foreigners in the community so there's there's danny there's christian there's eyebrows there's chidi from the good place and there's the, the english couple so there's yeah. six yeah yeah and yeah they get welcomed into the community and it's kind of it's very strange like it's very like back to nature very pagan mm-hmm. but it seems ultimately pretty friendly and they they kind of you know initially you know they, they seem to like it you know they, mm-hmm. they drink weird teas and they dance in the sunlight and you know mm-hmm. they're Lots of it all just seems very hippy dippy and friendly and yeah. Coachella ish, I yeah. guess. Yeah, uh, but then it takes a turn uh, when they watch the ceremony. Yes, uh, so it starts off where we're ceremony with the the cliff, click the cliff. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there's a one point when they're all they, they go into this building where it's that's clear where everybody sleeps, it's just a building full of beds, it's like a communal barnyard. Yeah. yeah, you hear like there's always the sound of babies crying, which yeah, yeah which uh, the last thing I want to hear when I'm no. trying to get to sleep. Yeah. No, I'm trying to get to sleep in the daylight. Yeah, <laughs> there's babies crying everywhere. Yeah. No, no, you never actually you. see a baby, which I found interesting. Yeah, at no point is a baby on screen. Yeah, that's true. So I was wondering, like, is it a fake baby? Maybe I don't know, just to, just to like freak them out even more. Yeah, just to keep them at that level of tiredness. Yeah. Maybe it's just the desperate cries the old people are making. Possibly, yeah. Die tomorrow. Yeah. But yeah, and then the, the Swedish guy, what's his name? Ingmar, or is that? The main guy is Pele. 
oh, right, Keller, yeah. and then his brother is Ingmar. Ah, okay. Uh, but yeah, so the main guy, he starts explaining part of the the life that they have here. Mm-hmm. Isn't it split into like four phases? There's like yeah. 0 to 18, which is the child phase. It's, it's seasonal, so 0 to 18 ah, is yeah. spring. Yeah. 18 to 35, 36. 36, 18 to 36 is summer. Yeah. 36 to 50 something 54. is autumn. 54. Oh, you really memorized this. It's your 18 times table. I'm trying to just learn it. Oh, okay. Is autumn. And then 54 <laughs> to 72 mm-hmm. is winter. Yeah. Yeah. And so they re- represent the different parts of your life. So you've got your childhood, which is mainly education based. Mm-hmm. Then you've got like your working life. Yes. And then what are the, what are the other two sections? Uh, reaping what you sow. Yeah, and then like, like that. the decline. I don't know. <laughs> and then just becoming mentor, a, yeah. a mentor, I think. And then somebody yeah, says being like, a mentor. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And then uh, I think Danny then says, "So what happens after seventy two? And the guy just does the the throat slit. Motion. Yeah, which he plays um, off as a joke. But of yeah, he plays off as a joke. But film. yeah, like even you don't even need to like watch this first to understand what's going to happen. Like you see that you like. Well, that's going to come up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is definitely going to come up. But there's a lot of gray-haired people here. Sure, yeah. Yeah, and so then pretty much the next scene, and uh, yeah, they have this feast, and then the next scene, um, everybody goes to this cliff, mm-hmm. um, and all the tourists are still like, oh, what's going on? Oh, I have no <laughs> idea. Um, I love how long it takes them to like... To realize. Twig. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> like at this point, we already know. Yeah, sure. Like, we've but seen- then we know we're watching a horror film. Like I was thinking, a lot of this time I was thinking, what would I do if I was just legitimately in this situation? I just turned up for a wild weekend, you Mm -hmm. know, and then this happened. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, You never expect people to fling themselves off a cliff, you know? No, totally. But yeah, so the two old people are at the the top of a cliff with a few other people. Mm -hmm. On top of this cliff, there are loads of gravestones, Mm -hmm. very obviously. Or like rune stones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everybody else is uh, at the bottom of the cliff. They're looking up, they're watching. And uh, the lady stands up to the edge of the cliff mm-hmm. and everybody's just like, oh, okay. Well. And by the way, there's there's one person standing down below who has a giant hammer. <laughs> yeah. like, enough, <laughs> en- enough to make Thor very jealous. And you're like, hmm, I wonder what that hammer's there for. Actually, no, I don't wonder. <laughs> That's a good point. How did nobody question the hammer? Yeah. I guess you just wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah this woman goes and stands up to the end of the cliff and um, and then she jumps off. Yeah. And just face plants on the rock below, and it's extremely gory. And it's the first, uh, no, it's the dead family. But I was going to say this is the first proper gore that you the see. The family isn't gory because she gasses them. Yeah, there's yeah, not yeah. like a a, a, a violent it, element. It's, it's to very it. unpleasant to see. Sure, yeah, it's um, obsessing, but it's yeah. not gory. But then this, this is very gory. This is this is one of the most gory things I've ever seen. It is the most gory moment in the movie. Yeah, that's like the most horrific thing that happens in this movie in this like almost three hour movie mm. happens at the about the forty five minute mark. Mm-hmm. Because you don't see anyone else die partic- until the very end. Mm. You don't really see anyone else get killed. They all kind of die off screen. Yeah. You, I guess you see Chidi get mm. hit around the head. Yeah. But for the most part, people just disappear. Yeah. So this is definitely the most horrific thing that happens in the film. And it happens fairly, relatively early on. Mm, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Mm. so yeah, she jumps and just lands like belly down, face down mm. on this rock. Yeah. And uh, her head literally explodes. Her head falls like a watermelon. Her, if you dropped a watermelon off a cliff, her head falls apart. Her face yeah. falls off. It is yeah. horrific. Yeah. But enough about that. Just uh, be ready. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, obviously at this point, all the tourists are you know freaking out in their own way. Yeah. Some um, more than others. Yes, yeah, some more than others. Everybody's reacting in different ways, but they're all equally shocked. Yeah. And uh, well, I feel like Danny and the Amer- Danny is kind of 
still trying to like keep it. She's shocked, but she's kind of keeping it to herself. Mm. The British couple, they're not having any of it. They're like, you're all weirdos. Yeah, you're f- yeah, they're, yeah. they're like out of it. They're just mm-hmm. like gone. They seal their own fate at this moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then like their, their guide, Ingmar, is like, but I tried to explain it to you. Like he didn't how do you exp- explain. How do you, you can't subtly explain. So these people are going to kill themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the, the Americans are, to some extent reacting similarly just less outwardly yeah they're just kind of yeah among themselves yeah yeah and then they look up at the cliff and the man is standing there like oh god not another one <laughs> i don't understand how this man jumping off the cliff he got it so wrong i just don't get it yeah. because like you, i guess he landed wrong well like you know that you're in a cult that yeah. everybody at the age of 72 jumps off a cliff mm-hmm. i mean it's weird when you say it out loud but um, that's the thing yeah yeah but like that's what happens so you're going to spend you know the first 72 years of your life thinking about you know you know it comes up for everybody like oh i wonder how i'm gonna die yeah. this guy knows how he's gonna die yeah he's gonna jump off a cliff yeah and not even that he didn't even go first yeah but he screws up royally he does screw up very badly and i like you think about it in your head like how are you gonna do it you're gonna do it like the woman did mm-hmm. where just like it's you Face know first. a jump instant death she swan That's dives. It. He just—he obviously did a little corkscrew he, in the he, air. He, he did a pencil jump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He did. Yeah. You're right. He gets it wrong. But, yeah. you know, it's a high-pressure moment. <sighs> pencil jump. I know. It annoyed me. Yeah. It annoyed me that he just did it so wrong. Like, you'd have thought about this. Mm. He, and, yeah, so he, he, he jumps and he lands on his feet. And you see it from very far. It's a very wide shot. You see it from very far away. Mm. Um, but then you get the close-up <laughs> and yeah then it cuts to like first of all his face and like you, you know that all the blood vessels in, in his eyes have popped and like his face is in so much pain that he can't even function yeah um, and the camera just slowly pans down to his mangled legs that are like bones and muscles sticking out everywhere all the wrong angles and it's like oh my god that is horrific yeah and then just somebody walks up with a hammer and smacks him in the face. Yep. <laughs> Sma- again, smashes his head yeah. like a watermelon. Yeah. And then hands the hammer to somebody else and they have a go. Yeah, there's clearly a, a ritual involved here. Yeah. Just like, oh, if they don't die initially, then like it takes you know, three people just to be safe. Sure. Three people to um, smash his head in with a hammer. Yeah. It's a beautiful ceremony. <sighs> you know, it's circle of life. It's lovely. Yeah. yeah it. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And that is the peak moment of this film. I'd oh, say. yeah. I'd say it's the most memorable moment. It's not like... I remember in the cinema being like, <gasps> like genuinely like shocked mm, by it, which yeah. is great. I love that reaction. You yeah, know, when, yeah, when, yeah, when yeah. something truly like upends you. Mm-hmm. you know? And like, it's not the uh, like the peak of the plot or like where no. this film is building to. And this film's not about that scene. No, not at all. But that is... But it, it tells you immediately what's going to happen from here on in. Yeah. yeah, not ide- yeah. not exactly, but like and it, you know it, where it, it's it going. It never gets to that level again. There is one more bit that it's gory. Yeah, and it's when Christian walks into where walk- he finds the English guy with his lungs outside his body. Yeah, yeah. like his body's been splayed out. Yeah, in yeah, his yeah, back. yeah, yeah. And Like it's gory, but it's it's so unrelatable, and there's no blood that it doesn't it doesn't yeah. mean much. No. Whereas this one, like, oh, that's a man's head falling apart. And yeah. It looks like a man's head. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And they cut back to it a lot. Yeah, <laughs> they, way, mo- way more than I remember. They love that shot. It's yeah. like watching this with Louise. It's like, this is great, but the start is bleak. Mm-hmm. The bleakest thing you'll ever see. And there is a very gory scene in the middle, but like you see it coming from very far away and I will warn you. But then <laughs> it just keeps cutting And it just keeps cutting back to it randomly. And just like you're seeing these mangled heads and it's like, there's no escape from this. No. I don't know that's deliberate, but like, oh no, <laughs> no. 
So then where where do we go from here? Uh, yeah, so... Oh, eyebrows missed this. Yeah, uh, eyebrows he, missed he, that because he went to do his, something else. His, his, reaction, for his, his yeah. reaction to this is like, how could you let me sleep through that? Yeah. Well, they're very divided. <laughs> so Florence Pugh... The, the, the English couple are immediately like, we are out of here. We are gone. Mm-hmm. Get us to, get us into a car. We are leaving this community. Yeah, yeah. Florence Pugh also wants to leave, but Christy and her boyfriend is like, look, this is what I came here for. This is, it's their culture. Mm. It's strange to us, but I really want to study it and learn mm-hmm. more. And Chidi from the good place is the same. He kind of has some knowledge of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the community also, they explain to Florence Pugh, like the main leader of the cult, the, the woman, mm. the, the, the village elder, I guess she is. Mm-hmm she's very apologetic she's like look i'm sorry if that shocked you but this is what our belief system is Mm. we believe in life as being a cycle and we don't believe in like clinging on to life Mm -hmm. until a horrible drawn out death that most people experience it's like you live 72 years and when you get to your 72nd birthday you joyously leave life Mm. i can think of nicer ways to leave life than Mm -hmm. face planting a rock but Mm -hmm. that's what they do yeah yeah but florence Pugh is very much wanting to leave, but she allows herself to be talked back around. Yeah. Which and, and and at this point, Christian is not a bad boyfriend. He is a truly horrible person. Oh yeah. Because it's like she wants to leave because she's in extreme grief from yeah. her family. Also, yeah, she's ago. just had her entire family commit suicide. This is the last thing she needs to be seeing. Like, People e- committing suicide. Even more than anyone else. She is yeah. Yeah. Absolutely the wrong person to be dealing with this right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, she couldn't be in the worst place. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a scene on the extended version where they have a fight that evening after mm-hmm. the suicide and they're like in a field and they have an argument. And he's like, look, you never support me on anything. Like, I really want to stay and learn about this. This is my PhD and you know how much I've been trying to mm-hmm. figure out what to study. Yeah. And now I've found something and you're not supporting me. Yeah. So again, he's gaslighting us a fuck and it's mm-hmm. awful. But then she said, it's like she almost breaks the fourth wall because she kind of says, look, this is a community that is incredibly secretive and relies on nobody knowing what they're doing. Mm. Do you really think they're going to let us leave? <laughs> Do you really <laughs> think any of us are going to get out alive? Mm-hmm. And I was like, smart girl, smart girl. Yeah. But they cut that. So, but yeah, yeah. I can see why they cut that. Yeah. Because I, it kind of, the next scene then she's kind of like, well, like, I'm sorry. I, Cause they have this whole fight and then they almost break up mm. and she, she basically calls him on his shit and is like, You're, you've been waiting to break up with me. and You keep treating mm-hmm. me really badly and I'm just letting it happen. And mm-hmm. if you want to break up with me, just break up with me. Yeah. And he's like, no, I don't want to break up with you. This is your fault. You're doing this. You're the one who's ruining this relationship. Wow. So he, he properly gaslights her again. Yeah. yeah. And then the next day in what is left in the movie, mm-hmm. she comes to him and says, look, I'm really sorry about all that. Mm-hmm. You're right. Let's just stay. And think mm-hmm. Yeah. So it just widens his arsehole behavior basically. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I can see why they cut the bit about her knowing that they're not going to be allowed to leave. Yeah, because it does somewhat stretch that she would then agree to stay even longer. Yeah. Not yeah. that she had a choice, but... Yeah. But it, I mean, it probably kept her alive longer if the English couple's faces had to go by. Yeah, totally. Because they basically disappear the next day. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, first of all, the guy disappears. The guy disappears. They're planning to leave together. Mm. And then the guy disappears and his fiance is asking mm. where he's gone. And the Swedish people tell her, oh, he's just gone ahead. There wasn't enough room in the car for you. But he's going to send someone for you shortly. Mm. And she doesn't believe it. She's like, he would have told me. He would never have left me away like that. Yeah. And so she freaks out. Mm-hmm. But the Swedes are like, no, 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 he's coming back. He's coming back. Mm. And then she also disappears shortly afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And yeah. like, they're not really in it until like much, much later in the film. No, and no, no, they're and, gone. Yeah. And then it's very like, is that, is that them? Like, I, I, I don't know. I can't tell anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they are very much uh, cannon fodder. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey. Hey. It was really nice to meet you. I'm so sorry. We're, we're actually leaving. What? 
Here. Connie! Simon is getting the truck with one of them now. Connie! Is everything okay? Connie! Oh, there. Yeah, Simon, uh, he told me to tell you that uh, John drove him to the train station, and after uh, Simon gets dropped off, he's sending the truck back for you. What? You will meet him uh, there. No. Why would he just go without me? He, he wouldn't do that. Um, the truck only had room for two. What does that mean? That doesn't even make any sense. He would have told me. I'm just trying to think what else happens, because it, it really is just a collection of scenes and just things that happen. And like, other than people disappearing randomly, the order of which doesn't really matter. No, well, basically all of the visitors then... Mm. It, it takes a long time because this film is slow, yeah. but they all basically disappear one by one. So the English yeah. couple get taken away individually. Then Eyebrows McGee, he, he pisses... Pees, he pees on a tree. That's a sacred tree. Yeah, he doesn't realise it's a sacred tree, um, even though we literally just saw ashes being spread on yeah. that tree. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he goes and pisses on them. Yeah. So that's, that, that's an understandable thing for somebody to get very annoyed about which you know somebody does there is there is a swede breaking down crying just screaming at, at him yeah yeah and so that seals his fate yeah but like they were just looking for an excuse sure but that was a good <laughs> he, he certainly sealed his own doom more than the rest oh of yeah, yeah so yeah he pisses on a sacred tree also disappears mm-hmm. uh then chidi from the good place who's trying to study all of this mm-hmm. he in the middle of the night breaks into a sacred like temple like a, a chapel something yeah and then reads a forbidden book that he's been told specifically he's not allowed to read he's taking photos of it he's taking of photos of the book yeah. yeah and then while he's doing that he gets bludgeoned over the head by somebody wearing eyebrows face yeah yes yeah <laughs> yeah like that's 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 something mm-hmm. yeah that, that, that's as dark as it gets like mm-hmm. wearing one of your close friends skinned face over their face yeah 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 but like to what to what end because because he didn't do like a big reveal just like no well i think he, he, he just kind of distracted him while somebody else whacked him on the head that yeah. was it i think it was pele yeah which adds another layer of villainy because oh, they're yeah, yeah, all yeah. friends but I think it was supposed to be Pele. Yeah, sure, that works. No, it's just a freaky image. And yeah, Mm. so Chidi also gets beaten over the head, Mm -hmm. clearly killed, dragged away. So that means that all that's left... Like, not killed immediately, killed off screen. Killed off screen, he dies off screen. Severely injured. That's what I mean. Apart from that, and the old couple jumping off the cliff, nobody dies at the very end. Mm. Nobody dies, like, on screen. No. But yeah, so ultimately, everyone apart from Florence Pugh and her boyfriend have now been, like, killed or kidnapped or Mm -hmm. have essentially disappeared. Yes. And this is where the film... I think really gets into high level crazy. Sure. Um, it was just average crazy until now. Well, yeah. it, it definitely takes a step up though, doesn't sure, it? Sure, 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 yeah, yeah. So there is a bit of foreshadowing on this. You see it on a, on a tapestry. Um, <laughs> the tapestries, like you see this tapestry for a fairly long scene. You're just like, what the hell does that mean? Oh yeah. And then you see that, uh, well, Christian eats this pie and there's a pube in it. And he's been making eye contact with this, this this young girl. Yeah, there's a young Swedish virginal girl called yeah. Maya. Yeah. Who clearly has the hots for Christian. Yeah. And well, first she cooks him a, well, she brews him a period blood tea. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then she bakes her pubes into a pie for him. Yes. Yeah. And he eats them. Yeah. Yes. So there's that. Great, um, yeah, great, great pulling technique there. Great, great courting, yeah. Yeah. Very um, romantic. <laughs> well, it works. It, it did. <laughs> it certainly did. Maybe that's just how it, yeah. She gets him high and then basically lures him into this temple where th- this was actually, I think, I don't know, 
I'm trying to work out what was my, what was my top scene. I'm sure. not sure if it was the cliff scene or if it was this. This is maybe the funniest scene. But it, but well, you missed yeah, out beforehand. Yeah. Before that happens, he gets... Like, she's already baked the pubic pie and she's yeah. brewed him the periodic tea. And then he gets brought in to meet with the village elder, mm. the, the woman. And then she says, you've been approved to mate with Maya. We've decided oh, yeah, that yeah. you're going to impregnate Maya. Yeah. And he's like... Huh? <laughs> and he's like, well, she did bake a... She did feed me her pubes. Mm-hmm. And the, the Swedish lady just goes... Yeah, she would do that. <laughs> so funny. Was that a deleted scene, maybe? Was that in the... Uh, it might be. It's so what, funny. She's but, like, but also my memory might be. Yeah, saying. she's just like, yes, that would make sense. She probably did do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's so deadpan. <laughs> but yes, then he gets like... Well, that happens. And then it's the main Midsummer Festival. Mm. And they're having their festivities. And Danny, Florence Pugh's character, mm. is invited to join the May Queen dance. Yes. And it's like all the young women who are in the village mm-hmm. have to dance around the Maypole. Mm-hmm. And it's like musical chairs mixed with like an endurance test. Mm. It's like the one who dances the longest will be crowned the May Queen. Mm-hmm. So while she's doing this like dance, and she's also high as a kite, she's mm. been fed some tea. While she's doing that, Christian, the boyfriend, gets taken to this cabin to a the side. Barn. This barn. This, yeah. Temple. Something. Cabin. Yeah. All of the above. Where Maya, the Swedish virgin, is... So bizarre. It's so great though. I loved but it. it I, I, yeah, I loved every second of it. <laughs> the most awkward sex scene in movie history, maybe? Yes. So she's sitting down in She's lying down. She's sorry. She's yeah, presenting. Yeah, sorry, yeah. She she is lying down, first of all, with both legs over to over to the side. Yeah. Um, like surrounded by like flowers and all sorts. Yes. Um, and also then behind her there are all the female village elders. Yeah. Clearly like family, mothers, grandmothers and yeah. and all that. And they're all completely naked, mm-hmm. as is she. Yes. And uh, isn't she wearing a white? Oh, no, she is naked. She's wearing like floral yeah, rings, yeah. but she's naked. Yeah. Okay. And then she opens her legs. Yes. We don't actually see her vagina, but uh, I think that his naked ass is blocking it. <laughs> I was I was fine with that. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> it was uncomfortable enough already. Like it's yeah. uncomfortable and funny. Yeah. At the same time. Mm-hmm. And uh, he basically gets guided over and, you know, just does his thing. Yes. Um, his facial expressions in this scene were gold. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. So, like, he starts going. Yes. And all these women around him, first of all, they start swaying from side to side. Just like they're, like, in, chanting in, and singing. It's a whole well, ceremony. Well, well yeah. first of all, they're swaying from side to side in time with his movements. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then as Maya starts making some noises, then they all start sort of chanting and, like, echoing her noises back yes. at her and, and at him. <laughs> and then s- just somebody starts singing really loud and all of this, he's reacting to all this. Like, yeah. as in how a normal person would react on their face. Pretty much how we are reacting as well at the same sure. time. Yeah. But he's also having sex at this time. <laughs> it's, it's just such a weird juxtaposition. I love it. And then uh, somebody comes up to him, what, who we presume is her mother. Mm-hmm. And just like starts singing directly in his face and holding his hand as she's he's not doing singing this. into his face. She's singing into his anus. <laughs> no, no, no. His mother comes like up, up, up to the. Oh, front. who's the one who's pushing his bum? Is that someone else? Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Okay. That, that, that's a bit later. Okay. Sorry. Um, yeah, and his face at this point, he's like, "Oh my god, what?" I mean, I'm just impressed he's continuing. Yeah, like, because <laughs> if anything's going to put you off your stroke, it's this. Come oh, on, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like. At that point, he, in his head, he must have been like, is this okay? Like, 
I think stop? he's. I think they're way past. Is this okay? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just meant like, how would he maintain his erection in this moment? Mm. Like, I'm, I'm assuming the drugs. Well, possibly. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, apparently it's not going well enough because then somebody who I like to think is her grandmother sure. just comes up behind him, places both hands firmly on his buttocks, mm-hmm. and just. And we're getting a lot of full frontal nudity here. Yeah. <laughs> Bear in mind, she's completely naked as well. Oh yes. And yeah, she just sort of pushes him and sort of. You know, increases his rhythm. Yeah, they're like, um, don't stop, don't stop. Yeah. yeah, until you know, eventually he it, it happens. Yeah, I love how understated his like yeah orgasm is. It's yeah. just like it's just and it's done. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, he he was very much like, let's just get this over with and go. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, so he does, and he goes. Meanwhile, Maya, she's sort of like. You know, tucks her legs up and yeah, she ro- rolls onto her back, and she's like, "I can feel the baby." Just like, no, shut up. Yeah, um, you can't feel the baby. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then we cut to him. He just runs away. Like he, he runs outside, stark yeah. naked, full naked. Yeah, and we do see everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he's just running around. It's hilarious. His tan was awful. Well, of course it is. <laughs> he's in Sweden. <laughs> yeah, cut him some slack. And uh, well, this is when he finds all the bodies. I was going to say, while trying to hide from, uh, while trying to hide from just anybody, Mm -hmm. he runs into a shed, and this shed has basically all the bodies of all his friends, including the British guy. Is it the British guy? Yeah, the British guy who has been sliced open and his lungs have been taken outside his body. He's still alive. He's still breathing. He's still breathing. He's got like flowers through his eyes. Yeah, it's horrific. And then you see like Chidi's leg is sticking out of a flower bed. What was that about? What are they doing there? Planting a a cheedy tree? Yeah, sure. You know, they're all about (laughs) composting. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Basically, everyone's dead. Yeah. He's running around. They're all dead. He just suddenly notices the horror of everything, just like, because he hadn't noticed before. Yeah. He's quite slow in that regard. Yeah. And then he gets caught by the Swedes and they drug him yet again. Mm -hmm. And then he's like paralyzed. Yeah. So then he gets woken up by this Swedish lady. I nearly said this blonde Swedish lady, but that doesn't matter. They're all blonde. (laughs) And she says like, uh, hey Christian, Christian, and she, like you see her opening his eyes. I really like that effect. Like they, yeah, he can't even open his own eyes. Like like they unfaded the left side of the screen and then yeah. the right. No, side that of was the great. Screen. I that was that good. Too, yeah. And she's like, okay, so you can't talk and you can't move, but it's all okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. This uh, is as bad as it's gonna get for you. Yeah. And it's, Lies. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's a bit crazy. Oh, we forgot. Sorry. I was gonna, gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna say. Meanwhile, Danny has uh, essentially become the May Queen. Yes. Because this thing where she just had to dance. She was the last one standing. She yes. finished the dance, yeah. And so then suddenly she's the May Queen. It's she like, oh, crowned, right. Yeah. Okay. And so she gets, yeah, this crown of flowers. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's still completely drugged up. Oh, yeah. Which everybody just keeps laughing at her, mm-hmm. which was weird. Um, somebody tries to make her swallow a fish whole. Yeah, a pickled herring. Yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah. Swedes love pickled herring. Right. It's gross, but they love it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Christian's still around at that point. Yes, because that's what I was going to say. We missed an important moment. While he's having his traumatic sex moment, mm. she is crowned the May Queen. Everyone's mm. celebrating her. It's fantastic. But then she's like, where's Christian? And then she runs off to the cabin where he's having sex, uh, looks yes. through the, like a peephole, yeah. sees him well, having in fact, sex. In fact, she, she, she goes over somewhere and like she's clearly having a bit of a day yes. anyway. She, she goes over and I think she's just nearby and... She, uh, she hears something. She hears and, the moan. And, and she, yeah. says, she says, what's that? And then there's one of the women just says, oh no, that's that's something else. That's not for you. You don't need to see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, damn right. You don't need to see that no, right no. now. Like you need to know it's happening, but you don't need to, you don't need to see that. And she peeks in through 
the keyhole, mm. and she must recognise him from his buttocks. Oh, yeah, she knows. Yeah, she sees. <laughs> she sees. Because then she run, then she's like devastated. She runs mm. into the main barn. She starts wailing with grief. Yeah. And all the other women, and this is one of the iconic scenes of the yeah. movie. All the other women like kneel down with her, and they start wailing with her. Mm. And it's like this communal moment of like shared grief and like yeah. primal pain. Yeah. And they're just screaming and wailing. Yeah. And then that seems to be the turning point for her character. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah like they've got her at that point, yeah. really. Yeah, she's in. Yeah. So, yeah, so so then fast forward, Christian has been incapacitated. Mm-hmm. He wakes up, he's in a wheelchair, mm-hmm. and uh, somebody is explaining what the final plot is. Yeah. And it's basically, so some people are all going to be sacrificed in that big triangular building that we've been looking at all film, but nobody's explained what it is. Yeah. They're all going to go in there, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, an, it's a sacrifice that they do every 90 years or something yeah. to like for prosperity or whatever yeah and the, the sacrifice is a mixture of members of the community and strangers mm. so obviously all the people who joined the community who came to visit so the two english guys mm-hmm. chidi eyebrows mcgee mm-hmm. christian and florence Pugh. Mm-hmm. well not christian and florence Pugh, but the other four they've all they're all part of it mm-hmm. there's also some volunteers from the community who are going to be sacrificed mm-hmm. and they need to choose one more sacrifice, the main sacrifice. Yeah. And as the May Queen, Florence Pugh gets to decide who the main sacrifice is. Yes. And it's between her boyfriend, Christian, mm-hmm. and just some random Swede. Yeah. Just some <laughs> random Swede. I think it's two random Swedes. Two random Swedes. Yeah, it's right. like, are you going to pick one of the random Swedes or the character? Yeah. Um, and so obviously she picks the character, her, mm-hmm. her boyfriend, who is conveniently paralysed at this point, mm-hmm. um, so that they can put him in a bear without him wriggling too much. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. Don't let's not undersell this moment. They, they, <laughs> they sew him into a bear. Yeah, a bear is like disemboweled. I love how they they spoke about the bear at the very start of the film. Like, I think it was eyebrows McGee when they first come in. Yeah, and people are like looking around, all commenting on things, and then he says something like, "So we're just not going to talk about the bear then." And the camera pans over, and there's a bear in a cage. Yeah, and then it's never mentioned again. No, no nobody says anything after that in that scene. Well, no, the guy just says. It's a bear. Yeah. And like and it never comes up again. No. Until now. And it's just so bizarre. Right, so we're just gonna ignore the bear then. It's a bear. So yeah, he gets sewn into a bear, placed <laughs> in this weird pyramid thing, and uh, We see all the corpses of all the other American and English visitors. Yeah, they've all been decorated. They've all been like skinned ways. and decorated. Yeah. I yeah. think the yeah, the English girl got uh, drowned, I think, mm. and the English guy. Well, in the, in this extended version, it's more obvious that she gets drowned. Yeah, uh, the English guy somehow was disemboweled and killed. Yeah, mm. and then you've got eyebrows McGee, mm-hmm. his face, Cheedy, his face. You've got <laughs> Cheedy. Yeah, yeah, so they're all in there, and a yeah. couple of Swedes as well. Yeah, um, who are still alive? Still alive. Yeah. Like they've just been given some painkillers that don't seem to work. No, <laughs> <laughs> you can't just take an aspirin and then get burnt alive. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to work. Um, yeah, so that's that's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then they just because they're all sitting on hay in this massive wooden things, and people come in with uh, um, with some fire on some stakes, and they just set the whole thing on fire. Yeah. But also because and Christian, the boyfriend, has been clearly drugged, so he can't move or react. So all mm-hmm. you get is his eyes just like, Fuck. yeah, it's very disturbing. Yeah, it is. It is because you kind of put yourself, you can't help but put yourself in his situation. No, I had some crazy nightmares on Wednesday night. I've got to say, yeah, but yeah, like. Involving fire, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and being inside bears. Well, I'm not sure if I think yeah. you spend enough time in bears. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <isn't> <laughs> <laughs> Different kind of dream, Harry. <laughs> yeah, so they all die, and uh, Florence Pugh just kind of 
Wales while wearing essentially an entire field's worth of flowers. I'm so sad that there's no Halloween this year because that would be the costume. Yeah. I feel like now I mean, it's been a it year. It came out last year, though. True, well. but I can't remember. Maybe it just needed some sound to like enter popular culture. But I feel mm. like Florence Pugh's flower outfit is the best Halloween outfit. Someone has to do it. I think it's just, it's a lot of effort that goes into it is making a lot of effort, that. Yeah. I think it, it's more of like a that'd be a good drag race run. Yes, yes, yes. But yeah, it's it's incredible what she's wearing. It's mm. a dress basically entirely made of flowers and yeah. a hat made of flowers as mm-hmm. well. You've all seen it. If you know what this is, what this yeah. film is, you have it's you, the you have image seen it. that is used to promote this film. Yeah. yeah, you know, there's two images cl- close up on her face. One is of her crying. One is of her smiling. Yeah, each are equally well acted by mm. by Florence Pugh. Yes, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, the film literally finishes with her just smiling at her boyfriend burning in this pyramid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cuts and, to credits. Yeah, it's, you know, he 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 was a bad boyfriend. Yeah. He didn't deserve to get burnt alive inside a bear inside a pyramid. Mm-hmm. Um, well, <laughs> burnt alive. No, no, he probably didn't. But yeah, yeah I mean, it, it, this is her moment of like, she's now fully inducted into the community. We oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's clearly just like abandoned her American life because she didn't really have much of an American life. No, I mean, she had nothing and to go back to. Yeah. She had that one friend, I guess. Yeah, that one friend who she spoke on the phone with, but that's yeah. it. Yeah. Was that anybody? Like, that's often like a, a big, like a big cameo role for somebody. No, not as far as I know. Okay. Yeah, I, I always love hearing just like, it was Olivia Colman or something sure, like yeah. that. It's Tony Collette. Yeah, yeah. It's all connected, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so that's Midsummer. That is Midsummer. Good choice. I enjoyed re- revisiting this. Yeah, me too. It's so bizarre. It is very good. Okay then, so drinking games. Mm-hmm. Uh, first one I got, drink for foreshadowing. Foreshadowing, okay. Any specifics you wanted to point out? Or? There's a lot of tapestries. Yes, yes. And there is a there's a tapestry at the very start of the film that is literally the entire plot of the film. It is, yes. Start to finish. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, which I really enjoyed watching. It felt very uh, Arrested Development. And <laughs> How so? That, remember that in um, season four, episode one, where Michael Booth is just going down one of those walkways in an airport and there's a big mural on a wall and it's like the entire plot of all three seasons. Oh, I'd forgotten about that. Okay. Yeah, it's one of the rare good moments of season four or five. See, I didn't. I, I, <laughs> I only watched season four and five once each and my memory of both is very slim. So, okay. Yeah, but I do remember the tapestry, and I agree. What, watching that the second time, when you know exactly what happens, you're mm. like, oh, yeah, it's literally the whole movie. Yeah. It's great. Loved it. Yeah. yeah. Good call. Okay. Drink every time Christian, the boyfriend, gaslights Danny, or is an asshole in general. Nice. Right, we've talked about how like he's horrible to her. Mm. He treats her like shit. Will not break up with her, but also makes her feel like she's in the wrong in every situation. Mm-hmm. But also, clearly, it's not just her, because there's the scene with him and Chidi from The Good Place where he just like steals his yeah. whole thesis idea. Yeah. And Chidi's like, what the fuck? Like, mm. you know, you knew that I was here literally just to do this and now you're mm. going to jump on it? And he's like, mm-hmm. sorry, yeah. Mm. Like, he's just clearly a lazy asshole. Mm. Yeah. 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 Very unsympathetic character. Mm-hmm. So drink for screaming. Drink for screaming. And wailing. And wailing, yeah. Yeah, and sobbing, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, any anything that comes out of somebody's mouth that's not words. Sure. Smoke. <laughs> yeah, sure. Remember that scene? Yeah. yeah. You no. don't, do you? No. no, what? When she has the dream that he's driving away and she screams <sighs> oh, to him and yeah. like the black smoke comes out of her mouth. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was bizarre. It was, yeah. I liked it. I did. Same. Yeah. Okay. Drink for song and dance numbers. <laughs> there's lots of singing. I'm not saying it's yeah, like yeah, a yeah. West End musical, but like there's lots of Swedish songs. And, you know, I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Anytime anyone sings. Drink for gore. Yes, not as much as you would think. Although they do like to cut back to those smushed faces mm. way too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they do. <laughs> but after that, there's not really a whole lot of gore. 
No, not massively, but there's a few little bits like here and there. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Certainly, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's enough for a drinking game. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, drink anytime anyone speaks Swedish. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I did notice, I, re- I remember noticing this the first time, but I was pleased to re-notice it this time and confirm it in my own head <laughs> so obviously the swedish that is spoken in this movie it is legitimately swedish there's mm. just swedish actors speaking swedish yeah but there's a scene where florence Pugh takes the tea and is doing the maple dance mm. and she says oh, i yeah. don't even speak swedish and yeah. then all the subtitles are saying but you're speaking it right now and she's yeah. like oh my god they were not speaking swedish <laughs> at that point she's literally doing like the swedish chef and the, the muppets just being like flag and flag and flag and flag and like there are no words at that point it's ludicrous yeah. it's yeah. just like flag and flag and flag and flag and like i like to think that the uh, the script writers didn't write anything there and it's like florence Pugh, you you, you do this you just ad lib yeah yeah. yeah yeah yeah. just speak swedish yeah. i know you can't speak swedish just speak swedish yeah. i think it was intentional because i think it was the idea was that it's not that she's speaking swedish it's that they're communicating in this like weird pagan tongue mm. but it was very funny to me that it just went from swedish to just absolute gobbledygook yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good. Last one I got here is drink for douchebags. Ooh, yes. Douchebags doing douchebaggy things. Yeah. I mean, I just said the same. Just like, just for every time the boyfriend's a horrible boyfriend. But yeah. yeah. But there's also eyebrows as well. Yeah. Well, I did have a drink every time Pele the Swede is creepy AF. Yeah. <laughs> when he's like creeping on Florence Pugh, like, I'm so glad you're coming, Danny. Yes. My parents died too in a fire, you know. That's not going to come up later. Well, that's just what happened. He'll <laughs> see fully kisses on the mouth at one yeah, point. Exactly. You know, he crosses a lot of boundaries. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Him being creepy is definitely a good one. Uh, my last one is drink when the characters are made to eat or drink something weird, mm-hmm. such as pubic hair or period blood or, you know. Those pies were definitely made of people. Oh, yes. They were probably made of the British couple. Yeah. yeah. I was just, I was like, just stop eating the pies. Stop yeah. The just don't, just don't, just don't eat, eat those you're, pies. Yeah. You're about to find a fingernail or something. Mm-hmm. And no, it was a pube instead. Fair, yeah, but... pube was like one of the less obsessing things they could have found. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've all found hair on our food at some point. I it's, was not, it's not great when it's a pube, but it's like... Oh, yeah. But how can you tell? Like they, they seemed very convinced it was a pube. Pube's just got that curl to it. Okay, yeah. You know, that length, that colour, that curl. Okay, sure, yeah. Also, it's a hair that dark in Sweden. True. That's actually probably much more <laughs> accurate, yeah. Yeah. That works, yeah. Okay, yeah. problem solved. Yeah. Cool, I think that's all we got there. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Okay, so before we get to sequels, listeners, we are very good at what we do so good in fact that we believe we're worth a little bit of money oh wow if you believe so too i always add lib bits i have no idea i I don't know why i'm going with this (laughs) you do you do well this week keep it up it's Um, very convincing if you also believe that me and john are worth a bit of money um then you know maybe you feel like increasing how much money we're worth Mm -hmm. it's just just, the sales pitch is going off the roads just just we're we're on we're on on patreon you can go to patreon.com slash beyond the box set and you can support me and John for as much or as little as you like. Mm-hmm. We don't do a tiered system. We do pay as you feel. Though Patreon does force us to use the tiers. But you get everything no matter how much you pay. Yeah. Um, you get the bonus show where we review films that are in the cinema. Or take requests. Mm-hmm. Either or. We also give a 30 second advert slot to every Patreon if they want. Once a month. Mm-hmm. On the main show that is. Also once a month we do a Patreon episode. Where a Patreon can come and pick the film uh, that, that we do. Yeah, don't need to guess on it, but if you do want to guess, you're perfectly welcome. And what else do we do? There's something else that I've forgotten. Oh, extended episodes. And we do course. extended episodes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the main show, if you want just that little extra 10, 15 minutes or whatever it is of extra drinking games and a few extra ideas, listening submissions, that sort of thing, then uh, that's where you go. Mm-hmm. John does the editing for the show. He does always try to put, well, he, he does always put out 
100% of a show. But if you want 110%, you go to Patreon. That's what you want, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all that's available. Patreon.com slash beyond the box set. Indeed. So what does a receptionist do when the fire alarm goes off? I don't know. Call the fire brigade? I seriously hope that was a joke. That's what the fire alarm is for. Well, she's the one who asked what to do. I'm just guessing. Well, I think you'd have to be the one that makes sure everyone knows where the fire exits are and checks that everyone is out of the building. Like, we have the list of guests. It's not that hard. I just wait till it actually happens and we'll see if you find it's not that hard. What are you going to do if everyone goes off running in different directions before you check them off your list? Or someone sleeps through it. I highly doubt you can sleep through a fire alarm. I have. Sure. So what, we're just going to say they'll check off all the guests as they exit the building to make sure they're all out? Welcome to The Quids In is a new fictional podcast coming to all podcasting platforms weekly from September 10th, 2020. Learn more about the show by visiting our website at islandlifeproductions.com and clicking on Support Us. Now, to get on some sequels. Yes, who was going first? Um, I'll go first. Go for it. Okay, I'll start with this one. So this one, I was thinking like, how did this all come together? How did this okay. begin? Yeah. How does a cult like this start? Sure, yeah. And I don't know if I've taken it to a weird place, but I feel like it. it's a weird film. Yes, I think weird is fine. Yeah. I mean, let's see, see what you got before I commit to that, but yeah, yeah. So it's set in the mid-1300s. Oh, okay. Many hundreds of years ago. Medieval. Mm. Pre-medieval. Mm-hmm. Sure, okay. Yeah. I'm intrigued. And we start with a family in northern Sweden. Uh-huh. So they're basically living on the same land. That oh, okay, sure, yeah. Who hear news um, about a massive plague sweeping Europe and killing millions. Okay. But to keep themselves safe, they isolate from the rest of the world. In this northern Swedish town? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's not not even a town. They just live on a farm, live on 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 their own land. Commune, yeah. Yeah, maybe they're like 50 miles away from the nearest town or something. Great, yeah. I'm not sure how isolated the countryside is in Sweden. Oh, no, it is. I went to, well, Norway uh, and, Mm. yeah, my friend of mine has a chalet in the mountains that's like, Literally no one around for miles. Yeah. It's not that uncommon. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, and so they just decide to, okay, let's just isolate ourselves here and just avoid this thing. Let's yeah. try and keep safe. Just ride it out, yeah. Just them, their family. Maybe it's like a couple of parents and then like, you know, a few, a few kids, like a lot of kids, maybe like five or six kids. It's sure. a big, big family. Okay. As the years go by, siblings start to get a bit bored. Oh no, is this going to be an incest story? It is, it is. Oh no. I mean, is that a surprise? No, like, not like really. These I themes, mean, this is clear. The, the, these themes have already been written in this. Sure, sure, sure. So, okay. you know, I'm not the one taking it there. Okay. But yeah, essentially, they find a new way to pass the time. Okay. And, uh, the brothers gen- and sisters. Yes. And a generation or two later, and they, they see a problem arising. Mm-hmm. So uh, they decide to expand their family and try and get some new blood. Okay. That's where I've got. Okay, Where, so they need to go? do... I, actually, I have a similar one as well. It wasn't set in the 1300s, though, but it was set after the events of the original film. For lack but, of a better title, I've called it Bubonic Summer. Bubonic Summer, yeah. But for my one, it is, I think it was, we're both heading for the same place, which is that they get to a point where they realise that their community has become too small and they need mm-hmm. to recruit new people. Yeah. Okay. So I guess what you're going to say is that some characters need to go on some kind of recruitment mission to the wider world to like mm. bring some more people in yeah i think that maybe we 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 watched that yeah so i think because we're setting it 1700 like sorry no we're setting 1300s. it 1300s so like seven eight hundred years mm. in the past are we gonna have the main protagonist played by florence Pugh anyway to kind of suggest that like she was always destined to be oh, in the community oh i like that yes yeah 
Yeah. So it's like an ancestor of hers. Or, or yeah, well, even if it's an ancestor, then that kind of means that it's not she was destined to be in the community. It means that her coming back is not new blood. Yeah, everywhere, yeah. So then it just kind of means that the events of the original, what the cult were trying to do by bringing her in, fails mm-hmm. because they don't brought in new blood. Yeah. They brought in the same blood. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you think she's got that sort of Swedish look about her? Certainly, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So maybe she set sail for the new world then. Yeah. With a group of like intrepid Swedish, you know, sailors. Mm-hmm. And she becomes like part of the first ever Swedish trip to America. I mean, in the 1300s, sure. that's predating <laughs> Columbus and all that. I mean, we can set this whenever. I just yeah. said, I just said it then to like well, tie maybe in the with Swedes the didn't make a, Well, maybe the Swedes didn't make a whole song and dance about it. Maybe like the American, maybe the <laughs> Spanish and the English did it. And they were like, yeah, we, we've taken over the world, bitches. Maybe the Swedes were like, we did that 400 years ago. We're just not bragging about it. So, <laughs> Yeah. Whatever. She goes to America, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, maybe she sets up some new communities in America in a similar sense of being like cult. Yeah. 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 I don't really know where, where else to go with this, but... Well, my idea for this is set in the present day. Okay. And it's 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 the same thing. It's like the after the events of the original film, in my, in my case, though, mm. it's like they realize that they haven't recruited enough new people and the inbreeding is getting out of control. And mm. this, and also I was thinking maybe as the modern day kind of, um, as modern technology starts to creep into the village, which is obviously very isolated, mm. maybe someone gets an iPhone or someone figures out how to access TikTok or whatever. Like <laughs> a lot of young people start abandoning the community, like sneaking away in the middle of the night and like uh, make, yeah, yeah. move into the big city and just, mm. you know, and it creates a crisis because only the old people are left. Mm-hmm. And so they need, desperately need fresh blood. Mm-hmm. So they send Florence Pugh back to America to kind of recruit. Mm-hmm. And she does that, but it goes too well. And suddenly, <laughs> my thought was... They've got Coachella on the hands. Suddenly, yeah, suddenly this little tiny Swedish northern village is like the hipster capital. You know, <laughs> all the trendy young millennials who want to like get away from the materialistic, you mm-hmm. know, Western world, they're just coming to this town. Mm. But there's too many. And no matter how many they murder in the middle of the night, there's, mm. there's always more. <laughs> Yeah, no, that totally works. Yeah, so and I was thinking like he gets eat, eat, eating these chic street food pies. Yeah, they just keep coming out of nowhere. Yes, exactly, and and they're setting yeah they're setting up like food stands and stalls, mm. and it's just it's and they're not interested in the the sacred rituals at all. They're just no. they're far too triggering. It's mm-hmm. much more about <laughs> it's much more about just you know the vibes, man. You know, getting back to nature and mm-hmm. the actual Swedish originals are just so pissed off. Yeah, that I was thinking in my one at the end that all the original like tribe all the original cult members just like get on a long boat and sail off to iceland <laughs> <laughs> yeah to try and find a new place to yeah yeah sure that totally but works. i don't know how that works in the 1300s you can't have 1300s hipsters that doesn't exist no i like your idea though mm. yeah did you have a title for yours mine was midsummer makeover nice <laughs> or midsummer millennials midsummer millennials that's better yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I do like that yeah uh, but no, for your one, uh, I guess maybe the in Native Americans could be part of it. Yeah, I'm just not really sure. I feel like I've written myself into a hole here. No, really I like the print. I like the idea. Of, I like the idea of like looking into the past and it's still Florence Pugh. This mm. this sense that it, it that feel, that feels like true to the original. This sense that it's just a constant loop and it's always been this way. Mm. Yeah. So maybe it's like a series of flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Like maybe part of it's set in the present day with current Florence Pugh immediately after the original film. Yeah. And part of it is flashbacks where she realizes that in some way she's always been part of this town. Mm-hmm. And that's when you get the flashbacks to how she was part of the community way back when as well. 
if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that, that, mm-hmm. that does make sense. Yeah. I'm really not sure where to go with No, this. no, no, <laughs> but it's, uh, there's something there. There's something there, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah, so that was a prequel called Bubonic Summer. Cool, and I guess that was my first one as well, which is Midsummer Millennials. So my next one is based on the intro of the film. Mm-hmm. So obviously the opening scenes are all about how Danny's family commits suicide. Oh, yeah. And I was thinking, like, what if that was all part of it? Like, part of a wider thing. Because, like, maybe it seems like... So it it was the Swedish guy, I forget his name. Yeah, Pele, yes. Because he didn't... It felt like he needed Florence Pugh to be in Sweden. Because she became the May Queen. Yeah, although I don't feel like they needed a May Queen. Mm. Because it it looked like they had loads of women there. She just happened to win, yeah. Yeah, loads of girls. She happened to win. um, But really, they just needed... They they needed sperm. They basically. needed bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they they didn't need like any old random people. They needed young men. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Because there were not very many young men. Oh, I see. There because was Pele, that, there was that's in, the way they get around the the inbreeding thing. They need fresh male. Yeah. Sperm. Yeah. yeah. Basically, because they definitely had a larger. Uh, the ratio for men to women in the, in this cult was off in that age range. You are correct. Yeah. Very okay. off. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't. Really, they didn't really explore why that was. No. Um, yeah, but yes. Either way, I like the uh, the you know her family dying was actually a whole setup. It yeah. wasn't a suicide; it was a fake suicide. Well, not a fake suicide. I think it was a real suicide. But what I was thinking was that it felt like Florence Pugh's parents were quite old. Mm-hmm. We never got an age for them. But I, what if Pele was actually all along planning to trick Florence Pugh into coming to Sweden? Okay. Maybe he just decided that she was a perfect May Queen candidate. You know, mm-hmm. he, he'd met her a few times through christian and he just targeted her and be like this is someone who could do very well in our community Mm. so he hooks up with the sister online and brainwashes her into into the swedish cult Mm -hmm. and she's obviously quite susceptible because she's got mental health problems yeah so yeah pele convinces her that she needs to kill her parents Mm -hmm. and herself as part of the cult right okay okay yeah so he does that so he's working behind the scenes to kind of mess with her head. Mm. And that, because he knows that that is what it's going to take to push Florence Pugh into a state of vulnerability where she'll actually come to Sweden. Nice. Because maybe yeah. it's like she'd never leave the country while she's looking, taking care of her family. She's yeah. too, she's too close to her sister. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. And then it just makes Pele this even more Machiavellian villain. Mm. Yeah. Because mm. he is very villainous in this, yes, but, but into such a like, friendly way. Yeah, in a, in a, in a Swedish way. Yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. They just smile and they stab you in the back, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I've, never I've, trust a Swede. Never trust a Swede. Never trust a no. Swede. But yeah, I just like the idea that he's the Machiavellian villain behind the whole thing. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, he's plotting to get Danny to America, to Sweden the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that works. I like that. Mm. I like that very much. And that's very unoriginally titled Midsommar Murders. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Someone had to do it. Yes. Yeah. Okay, then the last one I've got here. I've only got a very basic idea. I'd say this is probably a mockumentary. Okay. Always fun. Um, do you remember Behind the Mask? Of course. Yeah, the Len- Leslie Vernon story. Yes. So I've called this one Louis Through on Cults. Louis Through on Cults. Great. Yeah. Great. And it's basically a Louis Through documentary where he goes to the town of Midsummer. Fantastic. And yeah. uh, just sort of shows us what's going on, but like through his eyes. So it's all going to be shot as a documentary. So you'll yeah. see the characters from the village, like plotting things that also try not to be caught on camera. Yes. Great. Yes. Love it. 
I've, I was thinking this prob- would probably be best if it's going like in tandem with the original film. Sure. So like this is the behind the scenes of the original film. Yes, but, like, yeah. As a documentary like a style thing. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because like, have you ever watched one of his documentaries where yeah. he just gets really offended by something? Yeah. Where he's like investigating Nazis or whatever. Sure. And he's just like, well, this is shocking to me. And But he never like quite gets there. Mm-hmm. He never quite lets himself get proper emotional. Yeah. I like to see him in this just being like, well, you know, this, this I, I find this one really offensive. And I just don't agree with this whatsoever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Meanwhile, there's like naked women just like <laughs> dancing in the background, like yeah. Push, pu- pushing their pu- pushing his bum. Yeah, cutting their pubes off and putting them in his tea, just like yeah, yeah. <laughs> great. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that could be something where somebody's explaining to him just like how the women, you know, say that they're ready for sex. Yeah. And uh, and, and this person who's explaining it to him just like yeah, there's there's pubes in your pie. And he's like, well, sh- should, should I eat this then? Is that, is that what happened? Oh, yeah, yeah, you definitely should. And then this whole awkwardness of yeah. you know, that sort of thing. Should I drink this? Yeah, you should. You should. Don't it's ask. It's polite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Be offensive if you don't. Yeah. Um, oh, so should I jump off this cliff into this bear? Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Great. All that sort of thing. Cool. Sounds yeah. good. Louis threw one cults. Great. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Is he going to die at the end? Uh, Maybe he's narrating his own burning. Yeah, sure. <laughs> his own voiceover while he's being burnt alive, while being sewed inside of a. Yep. Yeah. Yep, that sounds good to me. But it would be a ratings winner. <laughs> uh, my last one is very, very short. I kind of couldn't think of where to go with this, but uh, it was basically Midsommar meets Hereditary. Okay. And the thought was that because both of these films are about cults, essentially. Mm. You know, in Hereditary, it's Tony Collette's mother is worshipping the goddess payment or the god payment something like that yeah yeah, you know, and it's all the whole mm. thing about like the the little girl has to become the post body for the mm-hmm. what if this is why i prefer midsummer over hereditary because it doesn't over explain hereditary just goes to a place that's just too weird to understand and it's not just like weird funny crazy weird it's like you know satan worshippers and stuff like that and i uh-huh. don't I've seen it twice now. I don't really know what's going on in like the very last scene or two. Sure. Like I'm enjoying Tony Collette going absolutely insane mm-hmm. and all that. That's, that's fun to watch. Yeah. But, but you haven't really, yeah. But, but what's actually you happening? You need to just like, let it go. Yeah. yeah like, I, I, I don't know. Cause I don't, I don't, I don't get it by the end. Yeah. And I don't feel like there was much to get. You're right. I think Midsommar is more, there's, it's less, it's like, much easier to just be like, this is what's happening. Yeah. Like by the end of it, you're like, Oh, she's just got a new family. Yeah. Like you know, it's quite the journey to get there, but that's that's, that's where it ends. That's, yeah. that, that's where it is. I, I I get it now. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Whereas hereditary, that finishes and like, well, what's going to happen to the world now? Is like hell in the world, or, or what's going on here? Well, that is the question. So, what have you got? So, I was thinking, I've not answered that question because mm. who knows? I was thinking maybe hereditary takes place after Midsummer, mm-hmm. even though obviously in real life hereditary came first. Mm. So, I'm thinking kind of a prequel to both. Maybe we do a film in which Tony Collette's whole family goes on a holiday to Sweden with the grandma, okay, who's still alive and kicking at this point. Yeah, and they think they're just on a sweet family holiday for a, like a retreat in Sweden. But what's really happening is the grandma's like engineered this whole thing <laughs> because this cult, that this mm. pagan cult, the god that they worship is Payman. Right. So it's all part of the same story. Uh, okay. So they go yeah. to Sweden. And I'm just thinking it'd be really fun to have that dysfunctional family with the <laughs> Alyssa Edwards little girl and mm-hmm. uh, you know the teenage boy and Gabriel Byrne and Tony Collette with mm-hmm. their messed up marriage. Just all in like a Sweden where the sun never sets. Mm. And also the grandma's like fully in with this cult. Yeah. <laughs> She's like totally on board. <laughs> weirdly seems to know everything that's going on. <laughs> She's hugging everyone. Yeah. Yeah. 
and Dowd's there for no reason. Yeah. Know, the woman who did the whole um, Ouija board bit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's all connected. Yeah. <laughs> so just sure. Connect. I could see that. I could see the next Ari Aster movie being this big reveal. Cinematic like universe. Everything's all connected. Oh, ah, dear. Yeah. Because they both have similar <laughs> themes. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't no, know yeah. where to go with that, but that's basically what I had. So. Yeah, that could totally work. I could definitely see them being connected in yeah. in, in, in some form. Um, but only like a, a very loose form. Yeah. Maybe that's the point when the Because nothing grandma... supernatural happens in Midsummer. Yeah. Well, maybe Heredit- this sequel ends with the grandma consulting with the cult in Midsummer, mm. And that's when it's revealed to her that actually it's going to be her grandson who's going to become the ultimate host because mm-hmm. she pins all her hope on the little kid, little girl, doesn't she? Yeah. And maybe that's the setup for Hereditary where it's like the grandma learned that she needs to go back and engineer for her granddaughter to die mm-hmm. and her grandson will then inhabit the host of payment. Does yeah. that make sense? So yeah. it's like it sets up for Hereditary then. So then we, everything that happens to Hereditary uh, is, I see, I see. has been planned by the grandma because the Swedish Midsommar mm. pagan worshippers told her what to do. Mm-hmm. So it's just, Maybe it's like another tradition that they do every 90 years, yeah. but it's just not quite in sync with the one that we see in Midsommar. It's exactly. Like a few years yeah. beforehand. Yeah, whatever. you must sacrifice one of your grandchildren. Yeah. And maybe she's like, the grandma's somewhat normal at that point, And this is like the tipping off point where mm-hmm. she finally like fully goes insane and fully commits to demon worshipping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she goes there because she's hit the age of 72. Yes, exactly. And, uh, you know, she's planning on jumping off this cliff, but somebody's like, hey, the, the, the what was it, the Lord Payman? Payman, yeah. yeah. Um, Payman has a higher plan for you. Yeah, Payman has a higher plan for you. Here, drink this. Yeah. And she goes and she jumps off this cliff and she floats down. Yes, exactly. And then she is convinced that she's the vessel for Payman's mm. greater yeah, mission. Yeah. And all she has to do is sacrifice her grandchildren. And that maybe now people are always wondering when they jump off this cliff, is Payment going to... Yes, like, if you are like, the chosen am, one. Am, am I, am I, is Payment going to take me? Yes. Or, or am I just going to fall to my death? Or, um, or am I going to mash my legs? Yeah. 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 Love it. Yeah, that works. Maybe that's why he wanted to land on his legs because like he was He thinking, thought he was the vessel of Payment, yeah. Yeah, and he wanted to have like a super epic like floating down landing <laughs> as opposed to that woman who's... Like, because she did the swan dive, like, if she'd started floating halfway, she'd be like, whoa! It wouldn't look great. No, no. you're right, yeah. So, um, yeah. I think you're onto something that. there, yeah. Yeah, that's a very long way to explain why he jumped in the way that he did. Yes, it's all, con- <laughs> it's all connected. It's, it's, it's an Ari Aster cinematic universe, yeah. yeah. I like it. The AACU. Sure, yeah. So, Abby KP has said a prequel named Early Spring. Mm-hmm. It's about the, the floral industry in Sweden. Oh, very popular, yes. It does very well every 90 years. Yes, there we go. <laughs> this is, maybe this whole cult is just built around boosting the Swedish floral industry. Yeah. Okay. Rene Lempret, yeah, I don't know, um, says a ragtag team of teenagers from a neighboring cult mm-hmm. <laughs> plan a daring senior prank to steal the centerpiece from the Haga in Midsommar 2, The Bare Necessities. Okay. So basically, a neighbouring cult comes and steals the bear. So maybe there's like two <laughs> communities that are living next door to each other. Like there's mm-hmm. a very small gap between them. And one of them is like a much more young cult. And they're like bitter rivals. And they just prank each other. Yeah. Like Springfield and uh, Shelbyville kind of thing. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. like it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm. Like the lemon trees or Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah. exactly, yeah. Like it, very good, yeah. Maybe at one point they all sneak in and they piss on the tree. Yes. Oh, and there you go. And then he starts crying again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Perfect, yeah. Yep. Can you read that one at the top of my screen, please? 
Yeah. Yavet voye yod for a midsummerin. It means uh, I know what you did last midsummer. Oh, great. You know what? I know what you did last summer. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, it's good. Very, very so that well was done. from Ellie Dixon. Thank you. Well done, Ellie. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Luther says, whoopsie daisy, <laughs> the story of falls from the elderly. <laughs> <laughs> what, so it's just old people in midsummer just falling over. Falling off cliffs, I think. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Um, ben Hunt says Midsummer 2 that weird part of August that isn't quite summer but isn't quite winter the mm, movie what we're in right now yeah well it's September now but basically yes yeah yeah. you know sometimes a heat wave sometimes it's really cold yeah this thing's been weird mm, yeah I don't know what to wear yeah I know I know <laughs> uh, Christopher Rath I think it's my favourite Paddington Bear visits the Triangular Hut oh god that's bleak <laughs> that's very bleak <laughs> Mel Callie says, Midsummer 2, 10% more pubic hair and period blood. Excellent. Great. <laughs> Just what everybody wants. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jacob Karen says, Midsummer 2, The Cult Next Door. The Cult Next Door. Yeah. Very he says, cool. I wish I was kidding, but a cult actually bought the entire side of my street opposite my house. Yikes. That sounds intense. Only in America. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Samson Ewan says, Midsummer 2, The Flower Hat Murders. <laughs> nice, yeah. It's a good title. Yes. <laughs> yeah. GM Sherman says, dude, where's my bearskin rug? <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very good. <laughs> Lee Wilson says, I don't know what it should be called, but it should definitely start with a brief mid-summary of the first film. Oh, very good. <laughs> very good. Cool. I've got a few more as well. Uh, Carl Horberg, which sounds like a very Swedish name. Carl Horberg said, some art twist. It was all a terrible anxiety nightmare. <laughs> Danny dumps Christian's ass takes a giant flaming shit on his friend's doorstep, <laughs> goes to visit her family, who are still very much alive and happy, and lives her best possible life. Wow. Very nice. Uh, Adam Capitano said midwinter. Mm -hmm. I guess it's, imagine the same st yep. sequence, but instead of being summer, mm -hmm. it's at one of these camps in the middle of a horrible Swedish winter. <laughs> I've been in Sweden during the winter. It is cripplingly cold. That would be its own horror movie for sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Klima said, Misnomer, the previous movie never happened. Uh, okay. a, a misnomer is a misunderstanding. Yes. So, yeah. uh, Brian Lynch said, sequel, the remaining four days of the festival culminating in Danny's inevitable self-sacrifice with Ari Aster standing... Oh, so this film didn't finish at the end of the festival? No, so it ends with her being burnt alive. Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> okay, so... Yeah, this is only the first half. Yeah, with Ari Aster standing in the corner screaming, now do you get that it's a bad thing? <laughs> Over on Twitter, at Beers Behind said, please, God, no sequel. Woke up in cold sweats after watching that movie. <laughs> and finally, Phil Brown said, you know, I saw this film in the cinema and the one thing I thought when I walked out was, I wish that would film would have been longer. <laughs> <laughs> Sensing a touch of sarcasm. There. Just think, a touch. I think because I mentioned that I was watching the extended edition, I asked mm. for people's opinions. Ah, right, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. He was not here for <laughs> more of this. Which, to each their own. That's yeah, absolutely fine. fine. Yeah. So thank you, everybody, for those sequel ideas. We ask for your listener submissions every week, a few days before we record, by putting posts out on Facebook and Twitter, where you can post your ideas. Mm -hmm. So make sure you like and follow our pages if you don't want to miss out. To listen to more episodes of Beyond the Box Set, you can subscribe and browse our back catalogue on any podcasting platform, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and many others, all of which you can also leave a five-star review, which really helps us out it really helps us to reach new listeners so please do consider doing that 
As mentioned before, we're also available on Patreon, which is exclusively for the people who would rate us more than five stars if they could. You can find all the relevant links in the description below or at beyondtheboxset.com. Mm-hmm. And next week, Harry, mm. is it me? Yes. Okay. And are we heading into our Oktoberfest? Is, is it that time already? I think it might. Well, it's the end of September, Harry. This is going to come out. Oh, my goodness. So this is going to come out on the 28th, isn't it? Yeah. Well, bugger me. Bugger you. But please don't, actually. Um, so what have you got then? So we're entering our fourth Halloween season. Fourth? I think, is it fourth or third? Is it, is it third? Let's see, we started off with witches. Mm-hmm. We've, we've also, done wolves. We've done wolves. Is that it? Um, Maybe it's the third one. We definitely did something else. We did witches. Are we done vampires? Yes, we did vampires. Okay, we've done vampires, witches, and wolves. Was that a year ago we did vampires? Like vampires kiss and stuff like that? Yeah, I think so. Wow. Well, yeah, because we did like Dracula and stuff, didn't we? Yes, and the year before that was wolves when we did yeah. wolf and yeah, yeah, dog soldiers and stuff dog like soldiers. That. that was a good one. That was wolves right was one. good. Vampires was yeah. Wolves was great. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're hoping that this year's topic. Oh, we did what we do in the shadows, though. Yes, that, that was for vampires. Yeah. That, 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 yeah. that was a pretty good. They're, they're all hit and miss. Yeah. So this season we've decided to do ghosts. Yeah, running out of the core monsters. We are running out of core monsters. Didn't feel like doing zombies, and there's not many left that we've not already done. Yeah. So, so uh, we landed on ghosts. Ghosts this year. Yeah. So I guess that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're going to do a month of spooky ghost movies. <laughs> uh, I am beginning, I guess, since mm. that's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah. So I think we should kick off with a classic haunted movie. Mm-hmm. One of the greats, a very popular one, a classic that you may, may or may not have seen, known as Beetlejuice. Ah, I've not seen this one. I think you'll enjoy it, yeah. Okay, yeah. Michael I've, Keaton, I, Winona Ryder, Tim Burton. Yeah, I've, so. I've, always, I've always meant to watch it. You, I mean, you know that I'm not a big fan of Tim Burton. I'm, True. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to go into this like I'm not expecting to enjoy it because I've heard so many good things about this. Sure. And I've heard that Michael Keaton's performance is off the wall. Yes, it certainly is. Um, Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. We, we, we will see. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a good one to do. Yeah. It's one that we should have done at some point, so let's do it and we'll see how we like, how we feel about it. Yeah. Great. Excellent work. All right, well, thanks everybody for listening. Thank you for subscribing. And join us next week for Beetlejuice. Yeah. Bye. Bye. So we're just going to ignore the bear then? It's a bear.